In the name of Jesus, let every knee bend. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Christmas season, the calendar is very confusing. If you go from the, the old calendar to the new calendar, um, very confusing. But um, Father, Father Louis Boyer, the outstanding, he's not dead, outstanding liturgist, who was a priest of the council and also was appointed to the concilium, the, the group of, of uh, experts that composed the, the new mass. He says in his memoirs that he detests the new calendar. And he says, why we, how we got it? And he said, three, uh, they appointed three maniacs <laughs> to devise it. So if you're confused, Father Boyer would agree with you that three maniacs put it together. Eight days after his nativity, Mary and Joseph, being faithful and observant Jews, had the baby boy Jesus circumcised as the Torah stipulates. At the time of Christ, the ceremony was performed at home. In large case, either the, the stable or perhaps Joseph had made other arrangements to move into the house they would be at the time the Magi came. And the, the circumcision was done by a trained professional, a mole. They, they, they had a, brought somebody in because usually the father couldn't uh, tolerate seeing their son suffer. But it is held that Joseph did the circumcision for our Lord, which was customary. Circumcision was very painful for the baby, and no doubt baby Jesus cried and made a futile effort to escape the instrument of torture. His loud shriek was greeted as a blessing for all who heard it, for they knew that Jesus was now a descendant of Abraham. He was a member of the people of God. He was a Jew. He bore on his body the physical sign of, of the covenant. Eight days after he left the virginal womb of his mother, but still under her maternal watch, Jesus suffered the welcome of the world. The ceremony of circumcision was held in the morning. The mother would hand the baby over to the, the godmother, who handed it over to the godfather, who handed it over to the Zandek, who held the baby during the circumcision. Sandek was always a man 
and he occupied a chair called the chair of Elijah because he believed that every child was was a, uh, he was a patent of every child. When the child entered the room brought in by his mother, the people said in Hebrew, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For they, they believed that one of these boys would be the Messiah. Little did they know that this time they were right. Then the father performed the circumcision and said a prayer. Then he said a blessing over the wine, and a drop of wine was placed in the baby's mouth. Then a prayer was said, and another prayer, during which the father bestowed the name. The circumcision of the Lord is important for two reasons. First, it was a prelude to the Passion, since it was for the first time that Jesus shed his precious blood which would buy our freedom from the evil one and set us free. The world needed a savior. The world, the words of the scripture longed for one. The prophets longed for one. The Son of God would become a man and take on the guilt of us all. Being himself sinless, he would become as if sin, like the lamb who took on the sins of the world. He would be the Agnus Dei, the Lamb of God, whose blood, once sacrificed, would purchase for us our salvation. To accomplish this, he must be both God and man. God, because original sin was an offense against the divinity and man because he was the person making the apology. But if the apology was to be effective, it would have to be made by one who was both divine and human. An infinite offense can only be remedied by an infinite apology. But how do we know the baby who was God is truly human? Because the baby was wounded and shed blood. A wounded Messiah is the answer to a wounded humanity. St. Bernard of Clairvaux said, When I came to recognize that he is truly mine, then I shall feel secure in welcoming the Son of God as mediator. Not even, not even a shadow of mistrust can there exist. For after all, he is of my flesh. The blood shed by Christ at his circumcision is proof incontrovertible that the incarnation was real. The circumcision of Christ Verify the Incarnation, launch the Passion, presage the Resurrection, and commence the salvation of the world. The second reason circumcision, Feast of Circumcision, is important 
is because it is then that the boy received his name. The name we considered in ancient name was considered in ancient days to be an integral part of the person. Uh, there is an Egyptian legend that the goddess Isis, the moon goddess, who possessed great powers, refused to heal the god Ray, who had been bitten by a snake. She refused to heal him until he told her his name. The name was considered to be the place where power was. God named Adam. And he then charged Adam with naming the animals. God told Moses his name, I am who am. But the Jews could not disclose it. The sacred name is never mentioned in all of scripture. In the Talmud and the Torah, it is only a substitute is used. Christians followed the tradition of the Jews, never mentioning the sacred name. Then after Vatican II, some translations of the Bible, beginning with the Jerusalem Bible, began to mention it. Folk hymns employed it. Books used it. Sermons used it. To the offense of Jews, by the way. Pope Benedict XVI decreed that the church would no longer write the name, no longer speak it, no longer sing it. He brought it back to what it was the Jewish tradition before the council. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. The father of the child would bestow the name as a circumcision. God had already declared the name, the chosen name, to Mary and later to Joseph. He would be called Yahshua, Jesus, which means Savior, because he will save his people from their sins. How fitting it was for Jesus to receive his blessed name when he was circumcised and first shed his blood. Yahshua, Jesus, Savior. At the sound of his name, every knee should bend and every head bow and every demon flee. The late Father Leo Tracy, the spiritual writer, writes that one day while returning from a speaking engagement, he heard the two men behind him in the plane constantly using profanity. Father simply to himself repeated the word Jesus over and over, and then the profanity stopped. During an exorcism, 
There's a point where the demon is bound and must tell the truth. The father of lies must tell the truth. How painful it must be. This is when the exorcist will ask him his name. And when he will depart. One exorcist took the advantage of this time to ask other questions. He asked him, what do you fear the most? And the demon replied, the holy name of Jesus. We should invoke that name more often when we are troubled. I remember I had a nightmare itself a long time ago. I was uh, floating through the room, and I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't end the dream. I, I couldn't. Uh, it just kept floating, and I knew that there's a demonic power behind it. And so finally, I said the name of Jesus over and over again, and then it stopped. Lowered me into the bed, and then an incredible calm came over me. The name of Jesus. It's a beautiful name. We should get back to the, the tradition of bowing our head at the name of Jesus. It is a beautiful name. As St. Bernard wrote, no voice can sing, no heart can frame, nor can the memory find a sweeter sound than thy blessed name, O Savior of mankind. O hope of every contrite heart, O joy of all the meek, to those who fall, how kind thou art, how good to those who seek. But oh, but what do those who find? Ah, this no tongue nor pen can show. The love of Jesus, what it is, none but his loved ones know. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.